Welcome and you're listening to Geekologist Radio 2.0, a division of the Ninja Pancake family of podcasts. Damien, and welcome to Geekologist Radio 2.0. This week we bring you Sharing is Caring and how two massive companies decided to share their gaming space and how another company is sitting on the sideline all alone. Also, we see the force being used this week in good and bad ways and why this will affect all things Disney going forward. And no, this is not me trying to come at you with a Deckard Kane voice. Sit a while and listen. But no, uh, this is actually the fact is I electrocuted myself. No joke. I electrocuted myself um, in my office. There's an outlet. And I thought that it was linked and read correctly on my fuse box. So when I turned it off, I breaker box, I totally thought that I had the right one. And then I found out that my uh, testers, my little light bulbs and wires were actually broken. So it didn't work. When I reached in, I wound up becoming the ground, and I fried the hell out of myself. So uh, this is actually a lot of me, of, of healing for my voice. Um, the last couple of days, I haven't been able to really talk at all. And uh, like I feel like I've been sunburned from the inside out. So I know what it's like when you cook a hot dog for too long in the in the microwave. I now know what the movie, you know, uh, what was that? The movie Sausage with, Party. Uh, Seth Rogen. Sausage Party. I know now what those f- cooking foods feel like. And it's not good. And uh, with that, guys, we're also, you know, we're going to see the way that things are going to be affected by Disney going forward with a lot of stuff that's going on, guys. And this is Geekologist Radio 2.0. Of course, the 2.0 is the live version and we will get going live. I just I cannot go live right now because I look like ass from being cooked. basically. So that will be targeting a next week thing for me, and we'll be back on and going good with that. I was excited about it this week, but yeah, no, I am I am too cooked. <laughs> <laughs> and that guy laughing right there, that would be my partner, my compadre, my brother-in-law. What's going on, Nick MPDX? Not much, buddy. Sorry about getting uh, electrocuted there. And you're the last person that get electrocuted I know that didn't grow any hair, man. It didn't help the hair follicles. <laughs> I don't see any hair standing up. No, no. However, however, uh, you know, if you read a lot about electrocution, you'll find out that a lot of times if you have back issues, it because you it snaps everything back in the place. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. You get rid of, I have not had back issues. I've just felt horrible at night because at nighttime, burns and stuff react differently. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I just had some restless nights. But other than that, you know, it's been... You know, no back pain. So, hey, there's a plus, and I'm not dead. I mean, the, the, the things that could have happened, I could have died. Uh, that's a positive that it didn't happen, you know. I like breathing. And then also, uh, it didn't fry any of my electronics that were plugged into the uh, the uh, into the surge protector. So, yeah, thank you, surge protector. You did your job. I just didn't do mine. And uh, I'll buy another one of you guys because, you, you know, you, you worked hard that day. <laughs> Those things are worth purchasing for any computers. Oh, yeah. I was computer, TV, yeah. Xbox One X, you know. 
Uh, and something else I'll be talking to is plugged into that. Um, but with that, guys, uh, make sure you're liking our Facebook page, uh, Facebook at Geekologist Radio. Please join our Discord. The Discord will be on at the uh, end of the episode. Uh, or Linked the, in the show notes. Linked in the show <laughs> notes, yeah. He's really fried his brain, and guys. <laughs> I did, and I, you know, I really thought, you know, I'm bald. I thought that I could become powder, but I found out that it's a lightning bolt. You have to have a lightning bolt and be a baby in a womb to become powder. I have no powers right now. People. I forgot about that movie. I love that movie. <laughs> yeah, same here. Or, you know, Ernest P. World, I am Electro Man. <laughs> uh, no, I didn't get any of those powers either. So, you know, obviously that you have to be hooked up to the electric chair. <laughs> Same amount of type of voltage and shit though. That just isn't that lawnmower like, man. Hey, that's not lawnmower man. That's that's no. That's that's no. That's something different. All lawnmower right. man. You know, I can't remember. Yeah. I'm not into the. I'm not into the uh, horror things. I just remember lawnmower man. I, was the... Well, it wasn't horror. That was Ernest goes to jail. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. That's. I didn't hear horror, you very man. well. All right. Horror, yeah. It it would have been Ernest scared stupid, and that's the okay. Thing, which is still a classic and amazing. God rest. All his Ernest soul. movies are classics. But, they are, they are. Even Ernest rides again when he's on the giant cannon. Uh, but weekly update, you know, Nick, you're playing through Life is Strange. Well, we right? talked about it last week in the E3 podcast, and if you guys haven't taken tick- if you guys have listened to that or you checked it out, and there was a big gap of silence in the beginning, that is my fault. I forgot to add in the intro music on my edit. We had some problems with the audio issue. I had some feedback on my end. Silver had a couple issues going on. Damien's audio is actually the best audio. is perfect. I had no problem with your audio, Damien. But on my edit, I do apologize, guys. I forgot to add in the intro music. I was kind of burnt by that I was done uh, editing that podcast in two days, and I lost my edit. Yeah, you know, just a lot of different problems. You weren't burnt. You weren't not burnt. I wasn't electrified I was burnt. burnt. I was just burnt out looking at my, my uh, screen and, and trying to cut and paste. But anyways, I apologize about that. I took down that podcast. I put up a new podcast with the intro music on it. So anybody that loves our nice little techno uh, beats going into uh, Damien's weekly uh, flow there, that's back up and going. So, And you guys can hear Damien say that his name is Blank because <laughs> he's Blank Man. <laughs> but yeah, Life is Strange. We talked about it last week on the E3 podcast. So guys, go check out the E3 podcast last week at E3. They introduced a new game called Captain Spirit. Captain Spirit really grabbed all three of us, Silver, Damien, and myself. And it was one of our favorite kind of indie games that wasn't like a AAA game coming out. Well, it Life is uh, Captain Spirit is going to be in the uh, Life is Strange universe. I remember playing Life is Strange. It's been a while. So I hopped back on and it was free not too long ago. The first episode was free on the gold version. And I remember downloading it again on the Xbox One. So I was like, Xbox One X, you know, and I have a 4K TV. It's been a while. So I was like, let me download it. check it out again. I'm already up to episode three, man. I forgot how much I love this game and, and the different ways you can play to see the outcomes of it. So I just jumped back in. So as soon as I'm done playing this game, I'll go a little bit more into it because Life is Strange 2 has been announced. So I'm excited for that. The first episode, I believe, is going to come out this August. So that's why I'm adding this in here. Life is Strange, Captain Spirit, and Life is Strange 2. All really good games by Square Enix. I mean, I really am enjoying my my replay through of this game. I, and we talked about it last week because you're playing Vampire or Vampire, sorry, Vampire. Vampire. And then we talked about like the Walking Dead scenarios where when you make a choice, it really has an impact on the game. 
I'm back into it. I I put down the PUBG for a while and I I started playing that. And that's been hard for me because uh, Sandhawk for PUBG on PC has come out. So, and that map is really cool. Oh, yeah. Also this week, Luke Cage Season 2 is now out on Netflix. Yeah. It didn't break Netflix, though, this time, guys. No, it, it didn't. But the very first episode is the opening scene is so great. He's just rocking out to some hip hop. He has the hoodie up. He has, you know, this African logo on the hoodie. And and inside Harlem, they're selling drugs that have stamped Luke Cage on them. So the drug dealers in the corner are going, get this Luke Cage here. It's bulletproof. You know, so Luke Cage is like, yeah, it's kind of a cool little line there. But Luke Cage is like, just just scaring the crap of all the drug dealers, and he and he busts one big drug deal uh, in a warehouse. I don't want to spoil it because it just came out, but it was just a really cool opening scene with the hip hop and him walking through the hoodies on, him taking some bullets. So so far, I'm you know I'm gonna dive into that, and I'll have I'll have that for us next week or the week after. <laughs> We'll see. We'll see how my rotations of days off work like right now, because so it'll be it'll be a little bit rough for me to get done within that period. On it, I did just have fired up and then realized the time. So we can do two weeks. It's not a big deal, man. Two week, two weeks, and all. Yeah, and everybody else will probably be done by then to all the listeners. So that sounds about right. Now, going to the top stories of the week. There's uh, there there's some some heavy heavy stuff there. this week. Crazy stuff. Star Wars Lucasfilm spinoffs are on a hold. I am totally enraged by this. I'm going to tell you. I am so angry. I knew you would be I knew oh, you'd no. be one of the people that are like this is ridiculous. This is stupid because the thing is is it's on hold because by blockbuster standards Star Wars the solo film did great, but by Star Wars standards not good. So we're going to put a hold on it. You, know, It's a movie, and it came out in May, six months after you just put out a Star Wars movie. You didn't give it enough time to gestate. It's not like we're Marvel here yet. We're not at that level. And yet you're going to sit there and think, oh, this is why it didn't do so good. Well, you know what? No, Disney, you messed up because it did do well. It did okay. It did okay as a movie. It did great as a movie. It did great as a movie. It introduced us to characters. It brought back characters. It brought back characters. It gave us a potential storyline for some really amazing things to happen. And you're going to put things on hold? Fuck off, Disney. (laughs) Tell me how you really feel. (laughs) I want to take my fist. I want to take Luke Cage's fist that can (laughs) slam up through Walt Disney's statue and just run around with it holding it up by his ass. (laughs) Well... Sorry, Walt. I know it's not you. You wouldn't have done this. You'd probably be freaking out about all this stuff right now, but especially with what we're about to announce. Did Solo have uh, a little bit of problems, though? Because we... Yes, Solo did have problems. Solo did run into some problems. But the thing is, is that Solo honestly went back and gave us... It felt like I was watching... It felt like like it did when I was a kid watching Star Wars. But at the same time gave us backstory on one of our favorite heroes. And if you actually give the actor credit, this guy was an understudy to Harrison Ford. He actually had Harrison Ford on set. And if you could go back, and there's some YouTubers that went back and did this, and thank God for them. They went back and they did side-by-side facial expressions, Harrison Ford, uh, you know, Solo, and then Solo, a Star Wars story, Solo, side-by-side. 
and the facial expressions are spot on. That is super hard yeah, to do. Yeah, no, yeah. And he did it. And it was a good story. And it was entertaining. And it was fun. And that's what a movie's supposed to be. And it's what the fans asked. The fans asked for something to feel more like Star Wars. Like the originals. But be a different story. They got what they wanted. And then they shit all over it. It's so stupid. Star Wars fans. I Okay, I am a Star Wars fan. And I feel like I am one of the few that is an actual real fan. Because I give things credit for what they need to give credit on. I don't sit there and shit on things because it's not what I would have done. You know what? If you don't like it, that's fine. Don't like it. But don't ruin it for everybody else. It's just, they got all these people out there that are just crapping on something. Some of the people, a lot of them haven't even seen it. They're like, we're going to boycott this. Guess what, guys? If you would have gone and seen it, you probably would have gotten what you've been asking for all along. So this is reported from Collider.com. And the news in the wake of the disappointing launch of Solo, which was only Lucasfilm's second A Star Wars uh, story spinoff, but which received mixed positive reviews and fell short of the box office expectations. The film scored 84.4 million opening weekend and has grossed 192.8 million domestically and 339.5 million worldwide in four weeks, which is nothing to scoff at, Collider reports. But for comparison's sake, Rogue One opened up to 155 million and grossed 424 million domestic by week four. To put it simply, while Solo did fine by blockbuster standards, it wasn't the event that Lucasfilm expected of a brand new Star Wars film. Now, let's put this in perspective here. Rogue One came out in December, if I remember correctly, right? It did. So, Solo is actually going head to head with a slew of blockbuster films in May. We have Avengers Affinity War. Deadpool 2 came out, and then the one that me and you kind of liked as kind of a sleeper was Upgrade. That actually got a lot of good reviews and started making some decent money in there. Soon as people start seeing like an indie, or not an indie film, but an underdog story of a movie, like when Deadpool came out in February, the Deadpool's opening weekend, the first weekend wasn't great, but the news surrounding it saying, oh, this is a really good movie, I think week two was almost as big as week one for Deadpool 1. So I think up, Upgrade started having an up tick the next week also a lot of people were were saying how great it was i mean i listened to howard stern howard stern was ranting and raving about upgrade and how people should go see it i mean that has a lot of that has a lot of sway to it so i don't feel like rogue one and putting rogue one and solo up together and balancing them on the you know and saying hey which one did better i don't think that's fair for uh star wars spinoff movies well it's also not fair because here's the thing rogue one did so well because it was completely original story. It went and it took about a couple characters that were ancillary characters from the other films. It did that and it did it well. But the thing was there was no major character in it that it took place that it was like, oh, this is this character's this guy. They there's a few characters that show up in it, okay? But it wasn't about those characters. It was about its own standalone story. Where we're taking in solo, we're taking a character that's beloved by people and creating our creating a story that is a standalone story in itself about his past, his upbringing, and who the character is that borrowed a lot from comics and other things and outside sources. But doesn't this solo movie, sorry to cut you off, but doesn't the solo movie give you also the background of the Millennium Falcon and that story? It gives you the back. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah, I mean, that, I'm, 
you're way bigger Star Wars fan than I am, but doesn't a lot of Star Wars fans want that story? I would think that story yes. alone of how he how he got the Millennium Falcon, how him and Chewbacca, you know, started becoming the you know the sky pirates they are. I I think people I I I I thought it was a good idea to have a solo standoff film. Basically, is what I'm saying. That story alone yeah, would make me want to see it. You know, and it's a good story, and it's a quality film, and it is a fun film. So it's that's where it's like it just doesn't sit well with me. That people, I mean, people will just complain to complain. They will complain about everything because they don't know what they really want. But this time, the complaining actually hit the box office where it didn't make as much money as Rogue One or some of the other Star Wars movies late recently. Now, I'm going to ask you a question. Do you think Star Wars, Lucasfilms, on the, the bright side of things, is doing the right thing of kind of backing off? That way they don't saturate the market. What if they came back in six months and said, no, we're still working on an Obi-Wan movie. No, we're still working on a Boba Fett film. What if it... That's fine. Put one out. Don't... I mean, we see this happen in all mediums. We see it. I mean, God, Activision's notorious Correct, yeah. Oh, very good. We're going to put out a Call of Duty. Well, you know, Call of Duty's doing a little bit better now, so I'm not going to... But you're correct. For for five or six years. For four years. I was like, I didn't care about it. Absolutely. Yeah, correct. I got it for my kids, and then I was like, screw you, I'm not playing you. I'll play you a little bit, but not much. And I love those games, but they oversaturate the market. And the thing is, is what it is, is that Marvel's a different beast. Marvel has so many different avenues that they can maneuver around, that they can put out multiple films in a year, and people expect it. Star Wars isn't there yet. Yes, we as fans, a lot of people would want it to be there, but Star Wars Give us a film each year. Give us a film every nine months apart. Don't give us a film like five months apart from each other because that's a little too close because a Star Wars film typically stays in theater for that long. It should, it, the Star Wars film should realistically stay in the theater for four weeks at a good pace. If not five or six when you hit the beer theaters and you know lower range theaters, but four weeks at a top-notch, you know, winning the box office oh. for four straight weeks. Yeah, that. That's, but if you yeah. put it up against I mean, Avengers: Infinity War and Deadpool two, I mean, that's tough to do, man. I mean, it is. And and the thing is, is technically that's all. I mean, Disney's going up against itself. <laughs> that I mean, that's true. And so when they bought Star Wars and they look at the Marvel lineup, they really they really can balance out what they want to do here. They don't have to. They don't have to put their both their movies up against each other. And this is why Avengers Affinity War, where they said, hey, we want to give it to the fans a little bit quicker. This is why they moved it up, because they didn't want to saturate the market with, you know, when Solo came out with too many, you know, too many of their movies at once. They want to be able to uh, reap the rewards of both their, you know, blockbuster movies coming out this summer. Avengers Affinity War knocked it out of the park. One of the, I think, me and yours favorite Marvel film to date now. But then the Solo film comes out. And it doesn't knock it out of the park. I, I'm not sure why. Uh, I haven't seen Solo myself, but I'm not the uber Star Wars fans, you know, that, that we know. Now, we know the people that we've talked to before, like Echo 3. You saw them. I know you saw them on their Facebook page. They went to the movies in droves. Some of them went saw it two or three times. They had really high remarks to say about Solo the movie. And those are just uber Star Wars fans, you know, to the point where... They dress up to go see the movie, you know. So there is people out there that love this movie and really hold it in a high regard. I haven't heard anybody say it's like my favorite movie, my best Star Wars movie, besides you. I know, but besides you, I haven't really read that. 
Which I haven't said it yet, but I will. <laughs> Might as well say it now since we're we're talking about it as much. Uh, my take on the solo film was that it was a fantastic, fun story. My boys and I freaking loved it. The experience, I mean, there were some parts of it that felt like I was watching a Fast and Furious film, but what dude doesn't like a Fast and Furious film? I'm sorry. Um, I mean, shit, some of those things can make you cry. But um, Did the airport, bye-bye. Did the airport landing go for on and on and on and on and on for the Millennium Falcon? <laughs> Did they have did they have light years to take off? <laughs> no, but uh, there was unique things about the Millennium Falcon that made you sit there and go, "Hey, that didn't look right." And then all of a sudden, you'll figure out why it didn't look mm. right. And it was cool little little nuances on how they did that. Uh, I mean, Landau Calrissian, freaking awesome! I'm telling you, I wanted. I didn't hear just by sorry. I didn't hear anything was, bad about Donald uh, playing Donald Glover's Donald Glover's Landau Calrissian was phenomenal. Cool. Like, like spot on, like this, this is Calrissian. and this is, this is the scoundrel. I love you. <laughs> scoundrel, you love to hate kind of thing. Uh, it was, I mean, and then Woody Harrelson, my God, Woody Harrelson was a excellent character in a, in a scoundrel persona, which is the kind of like, if you were to play this as a game, the character, the smuggler, that kind of, that, that. You know, the Casanova, that character is what you'd call a smuggler. And so people like Woody Harrelson's character uh, were, would be considered a scoundrel. Han Solo, mm-hmm. a scoundrel. Lando, a scoundrel. Uh, they played their parts very, very well. Um, we, I mean, there's, there, there's a scene, and I'm telling you, if you are a fan, if you are a fan of of row of uh the the co- the comics if you're a fan of uh clone wars if you're a fan of uh star wars rebels and you didn't go see this movie you really missed out because spoiler i am telling you spoiler 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 i'm gonna mention the last scene right now we stood up and screamed darth maul's in the damn movie darth maul survived they're bringing them back into the movies, and now, now because you guys are a bunch of douchebags that sit there and want to complain and cry. Sorry, not you guys are listening. <laughs> Disney, yeah, hang on, hang on, Disney producers, listeners, Disney. you should have seen that because he looked at his camera real quick and he was like, "Wait a minute, I could see, I could see in his eyes he was thinking, wait a minute, not the people listening to me right now." That was hilarious. Now you've ruined it for yeah. me though because. I, as I said, I'm not the hugest Star Wars fan, and I don't care that you spoiled it for me at all. I don't really care. But Darth Maul is my favorite villain. I know he is, and that's why I was trying to tell you yeah, to I know. see it. But yeah. it's like I, I, I just haven't had time. Uh, okay, I really so, do want to see it though. So I, I had a person that was that was wearing a uh, wearing. There can be only one, and it said the Last Jedi. Mm. Uh, and it was like a Highlander Jedi mix. That's so, pretty. That's pretty cool. She, she, yeah. yeah. Yeah, she was at a tattoo parlor, piercing parlor that we, that my wife and I, I go stop in and talk to him, you know, for jewelry and shit, like stuff like that. Excuse my language. Uh, I'm kind of, like I said, little out of it because of stuff, so I'm not minding my P's and Q's as much. But, and uh, so this was something that I go in and talk to her and I go, hey, have you seen Tell the Now, I really haven't seen very many of the new movies. I don't like the direction that Disney's going. I go, well, I see you're a Sith fan. 
I go, what do you think of Darth Maul? She goes, Darth Maul's Darth Maul Darth Maul would make me be straight. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, okay. She goes, I got to meet Ray Park. He's an amazing person. I'm like, oh, did you? I'm like, okay. Did he tell you that Darth Maul's alive and well? And she goes, no. I'm like, yeah, Darth Maul's in the movie, and he's the new leader of a new crime syndicate. All of a sudden, she's in there, and last time I talked to her, she went in, she went and saw the movie. And she's like, it's a good movie. I really liked it. This is a person who does not like the direction Disney's taking things, but she saw Solo, and she liked it. And she was one of the people that was one of the big naysayers of this film. Now, I understand... I understand there are some aspects of this that have some humor that were kind of left in it, but Ron Howard did the best that he could do with the with the mess that he was given. And when we talk was about it a mess? Directors, uh, this is what I was trying to ask you. Was it a mess? Did what did Ron Howard pick up a mess, or were the directors trying to take it into a certain direction that might have took it? A, the directors were and trying the Disney to take it into wanted a to be lighter, you know, because you sell more products that way. Toys? No, or were they trying to take it in a darker direction? No, the directors were trying to take it in too light of a direction. Mm, okay. It was, uh, they were, because the directors, they were trying to take it more comedic, where Ron Howard want, would dial that back a that little bit. That wouldn't work. The comedic and, side would not have worked with Star Wars fans. No. And so that's what he, so gotcha. he went in there and get, grabbed it and then dialed gotcha. it back. Yeah. And he did, he did what he could and he did a decent job at it. And it's not, you know, it's not, if in cases of amazing films, it's not this amazing film, but it was an amazing fun ride it felt like a fun just my kids were enjoying my kids were enthralled by it and they know these characters and they love these characters and they enjoyed it and that you know the fact that i could sit there and then the fact to have that big reveal nobody knew we talked about hidden things like the the juggernaut in and dead or red skull red skull inside adventures of yeah yeah these spoilers sorry we were not ready (laughs) yeah these are things that we weren't ready for and it totally surprised us, took us off guard, and we're like, this is amazing. This was a great experience. That happened. And the whole theater, I'm, I'm not lying, the theater was packed. And it was like people were standing up and like throwing their popcorn on the ground for Darth Maul. This is what's upsetting, though, that people didn't go see the solo movie. And I'm, I'm to blame, too. Because we need more casual fans, just not Uber Star Wars fans are going to be able to make that money. So you need more casual fans like myself to go see the movie. Is that I was really looking forward to an Obi Wan Kenobi movie. So the fallout from this is, and we we talked about this, I don't know, a few months ago, uh, Damien, that uh, James Mangold, who directed Logan, was in early talks to direct Boba Fett. Now that's going to be put in hold, yeah. and we really like James Mangold as the the guy to point that movie in the right direction. Also, yeah. Obi-Wan Kenobi, and we saw the training videos, you know, of Ewan McGregor and all this stuff, and everybody's speculating, you know. I really wanted to see the Obi-Wan film, you know. So this is, the fallout from this it actually hurts us more than just not going to see the Solo movie, because these other two movies could have been really good. Yeah. But in the end, in the end, things will, will, will I mean, I, I have a strong feeling things will fix itself. It'll be better, but it, it's just, it's rough right now because we have these, we have this fandom, you know, and we like these things. We want to see them continue. They are right now, they are doubling back and putting all their focus on episode yep. nine and then the trilogy that is happening afterwards, which, you know, that might be a good idea for them, but it's like you just 
brought back and showed that Darth Maul's alive. And if you're not following the canon, but you look like you're kind of following the canon that you put in by, say, Rebels and Clone Wars were canon, if you're not going to follow that on how Darth Maul dies and you're going to rewrite that in, guys, please. He is like your, like, Vader is an amazing villain. But Darth Maul is Boba Fett status. He's second like best he, in my in my opinion, outside of Darth Vader. Yeah. And so, and, and he was, this was the other fandom thing. My God, he was voiced by Sam Witwer, who is... Who who is Star Killer in the uh, Force Unleashed one and two, and also the voice of Emperor Palpatine and Darth Maul in the cartoon series. Oh really? Uh, I didn't know. That's Rebels. cool. Also, is on Gighead with uh, Freddie Prince Jr. and Josh Wolf and all those guys. He goes on that show and does some streaming of games and whatnot and board games. And they do voiceovers, guys. It's awesome. So, like you mentioned before, the focusing on the new trilogy, which was officially announced. Focus on new characters from The Last Jedi uh, from writer-director Ryan Johnson, as well as a new series of films written by Game of Thrones showrunners David Benoff and D.B. Wise. This project con- continues to be in development and are not part of the pause spinoffs we're hearing about, but Lucasfilm may focus on the moment of planning the next trilogy after Abrams directed Star Wars 9, which you have mentioned. So... The new trilogy, the new direction it might be taking here, instead of having the spinoffs, are you excited for a new Star Wars trilogy? I was. I, I, I was, but I was honestly more excited about knowing more about Boba Fett. There was an excellent book that was written, and it had Boba Fett on the cover, but it was Bounty Hunter Stories. And it followed uh, IG uh, eighty eight or eighty nine. Uh, anyway, it followed uh, Bosk, and it followed all these other uh, bounty hunters that are well known in the Star Wars universe and expanded universe. And it followed them, and it gives you kind of this background into the badassness that is Boba Fett. And it was something that I was hoping to see kind of play out on screen. And the fact that we're not getting that to be played out on screen. Is kind of, it kind of hurts. It, it hits you. It hits you in the it hits you in the feels. But besides not getting the Boba Fett movie, you're still excited for a trilogy, right? For a new trilogy. I'm excited. Okay. I'm, it's yeah. Star Wars. It's scores. It's like I got sabers and stuff like that. But please, if you're gonna do a new trilogy, give me a guy with a mask. I like the guys. With the <laughs> they mask. will give you a guy with a mask. Hey, on top of this, or or, or give me Darth Maul as the enemy. I just want to ask you one more question though about Episode Nine, because my son loves Ray. I actually really love Ray. And this is kind of the end of the Ray trilogy storyline. How do you feel about that? Honestly, um, you think that's a you think that's a good move for just a three movie story arc? I mean, I personally like it because I like the fact of moving somewhere else. But I mean, we saw you know Luke Skywalker go you know six seven films now. So, except for he wasn't present in the other films because there was three that were a prequel. Yeah. And then he had a very quick cameo in one, and then, but but the thing is, is um, honestly, what I wouldn't mind ha- like I want to see Ray turn to the dark side, and I want in the end, her sacrifice is she kills herself somehow to bring back Ben Solo. I I love you, Damien, but that doesn't sell more toys if Ray kills herself. <laughs> 
That's never gonna. No, I no, I I want her. I want I want her something to happen where she, she doesn't look like she's dead, know. like a force something. No, I want her. Like I want her <laughs> to like fall on a blade or something <laughs> to save him. Like I want her to save Ben Solo, and I want Ben Solo to like like be just eradicated by the amount of like emotion he's feeling, which would bring you what you would think to the dark side. But I want him to embody that gray Jedi. And then I want him to go destroy whatever that hell is that's bigger villain than him. And then have Anakin, like, I want this grandiose <laughs> battle, like, you know, to show it up, like, Anakin Skywalker's ghost is sitting there going, basically, no, don't you do this, because we know he's around. So I want I want that to come into play, and they're trying to pull at him and everything. And then in the process, you got this, you got the grandfather of, Anna, uh, you know, of, of Ben. And you, he's also probably doing something, trying to talk to Ray. But something's pulling Ray towards the dark side. I want Ray to go full dark. I want it to be like murderous dark side. And then Ben winds up becoming the hero and trying to come back and rescue her. But in the end, it's actually Ray that's the hero because she, she sacrifices herself to save what's good in that's him. That's a good. That's because, a good idea. I like it. I, I actually I actually because, like your idea here. But on top of that, they say this concludes Ray's story, but it doesn't say Exactly. And that concludes But it doesn't say it, it concludes Ben. Correct, yeah. yeah. I know. And then Ben goes on to to create this new trilogy where he is the one that is teaching that little boy we saw uh in episode eight. And we saw in The Last Jedi, he was conflicted throughout the movie about being bad or good several different times, you know, at several different points, you know, with his, you know, his uncle and his mother, his dad, you know, all that stuff, you know, The Force Awakens. And so, I mean, you got a good idea here. I kind of like the the direction that you're trying to pull this in. And we know we've already got the hints that she is not afraid of what's dark or light. She's very great. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. A great Jedi. You can be pulled to either side. You know, it is easier to, you know, because you use both sides, you could be, you know, tempted to that dark side. And so we don't know what the, you know, the the empire is still present. And if they find a way to usurp, you know, Ben Solo, and then there's this other power that comes into play, Dark Maul. <laughs> um, but, um, I mean, there's there's stuff that they could do. And it, there's the, 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 I mean, the sky's the limit. Or the galaxy? <laughs> now, going away from Star Wars. <laughs> but stick it with Disney. Thank you, Disney. But do not screw this up, please. Uh, Disney has acquired... Now, guys, I love Disney. Uh, but and, I, and I've actually been really happy with the idea of this. But the whole Star Wars thing's got me a little in an uproar right now. Uh, but... Guess what? The Empire was thwarted. The evil Empire was thwarted. 21st Century Fox agrees to a higher offer from Disney, and it is set in stone. It is, yeah. So Walt Disney Company raised this offer to purchase most of 20th Century Fox to more than $71.3 billion in cash and stocks. Topping unsolicited offer from rival Comcast Corp and escalating bidding war from uh, covered uh, media properties. Now, Comcast had something at right around $65 billion, and that was a cash, straight cash offer, which is hard to turn down. But $71.3 billion in cash and stock is going to be much higher for 21 Century Fox since Disney's stock is obviously going to uh, jettison you know, upwards. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, 
with this purchase, this does mean that we have a new we we have new new Disney princess slash queen guys. The alien queen <laughs> is now part of the Disney princess. Yeah, that's right, guys. When you go to Disneyland now, you will be able to skit your very own little chestburster stuffed animal, the plushie, that will come out only when the stuffed animal's eating spaghetti. It will go pop right on out. I love that that's where you go, that Predator and Alien. Well, Alien specifically, but I know you're going to hit Predator too. It's going to be. Oh, I'm going to hit Predator. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be owned, by, they're all, they're owned all... by Disney. I'm thinking about like Gambit, like the Gambit movie that's in production here. Like, is that still going to happen? Is Jason Ta- or uh, Channing Tatum going to happen? It will still probably stick as a Fox uh, uh, property at this point in time until the movie's released, but. That's what I'm curious about. Is like, am I gonna get still get that Gambit movie that I'm coveting? Oh, we'll still get things that are still that are in production right now. They said they will not shut down. That, okay, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So because yeah. you know, and so that'd yeah. be too expensive so, to yes. shut down things in production. That doesn't make any yeah. sense. Yeah. So and and we know that that is in production, and so uh, that the thing though now is is that 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 this goes along with the rumor. The rumor is that like we were introduced to Gambit. In uh, the Wolverine, or no Wolverine Origins, yeah. uh, that or X Men Origins Wolverine, excuse me. Anyway, same difference. It's that in that in Gambit, we will more than likely be introduced to Wolverine. Okay, I mean, That's- I can see them trying to slide in whoever they pick out to be the new Wolverine, because obviously Wolverine's not going to stop. Wolverine's not going to stop, especially now that Disney has a thing. Or, or perhaps, perhaps, if he's capable, we do know that he's battled cancer off and on. If Hugh Jackman is capable now, there's a lot of rumors going around with the new Avengers and everything, with Avengers 4, and reshoots and things like this, and it takes into time travel. A time infinity stone. Yeah. Yeah, we have all this stuff that's going on and ideas and things, and there's a lot of rumors about that too. Is that, you know, he did say that if he would wear the suit, if he could come back as an Avenger, he would wear the yellow suit, and and he would like to be an Avenger. Yeah, I mean, I would like to see it. I'd also like at this point for Disney to be smart and to introduce a new a new Logan. Same here. I would rather. Yeah, I I would like a new Logan because Hugh Jackman has ran that and logan was so good and the end of it was perfect that let that be his let that be his dying movie right there i mean i could see it for an avengers it'd be kind of cool to see who jackman i wouldn't i wouldn't be mad about it i'd be excited you know oh no i wouldn't be mad about but it but i don't think a new wolverine should be introduced in the avengers uh like you're saying gambit's probably a better idea you know to introduce something like that where yeah. Disney can go, hey, uh, Fox, but, since you're making this movie, let's just get my character in there real quick, you know, a little cameo so I can make a new movie and not have to tell his backstory. Yeah. Yeah. And so this that's the whole thing is they got this stuff moving up. And by the purchase of 21st Century Fox, I mean, they own a bunch more other stuff. They're owning properties that are like horror franchises, more, more horror franchises than what they already are parts of. But, I mean, this creates just it literal literally creates a gambit of possibilities yes. and we know that we know that right now uh that's being filmed is you know the dark phoenix saga has started i am curious if this is going if they're going to now take a spin on the dark phoenix saga and do a time like if they're doing the time they have the actors right now that are younger 
they if they're going to do some form of like they could do a time jump as in something that we'll talk about later but they could do a time jump and with the dark phoenix saga and have it go longer and then have them at the same time frame or you know utilize cable and bring him to the future uh and have them be with you know or with you know the marvel with the you know captain america or whoever is taking up the mantle but the thing is is also we're not we're gonna hear it'll be interesting how disney takes this because right now uh heroes that have powers and stuff in the disney world are considered uh what was it fantastical or what were they called oh yeah i i can't i can't think of it right now yeah they had they had a yeah. name for it but they're mutant they're mutants but they weren't allowed to call mutants we're now going to hear mutants yeah and so, I mean, things are going to really change up. This also puts a lot of pressure on Sony with Spider-Man to make sure that they keep good with their deals. Yeah, and so- Sony did a good job with Homecoming. I mean, Homecoming. They did. And they Homecoming, did. Uh, you know, what is it? Homecoming 2 or I forget the title of them. That's coming yeah, it's up, coming yeah. up. It, that looks pretty decent too, especially when you told me Michael Keaton's still going to be in it. I'm excited for that. I'm an Uber X-Men fan, so Mutant... Mutant is a great word for me. I would love to see everything X Men movie. So give me a Warlocks movie with no X Men in it. I, um, the Morlocks, I, I don't yeah, care. I, I mean, I'm awesome. into all that stuff, man. I, I yeah. So I'm not the greatest person I mean, to ask because I would take a Jubilee standoff movie. You know, both yeah, of us would. Yeah. Both of us would. You know, but but the thing is, is that you got to look into it also in in this in retrospect. And there's a lot going on that they're going to have to timelines are going to have to fix, but. Kind of, Sony's doing it right by bringing in this multiverse, okay? The Spider-Verse. So by Sony doing it in an animated feature, they're able to keep the costs down, but they're able to mention all this stuff so that they could have multiple Peter Parkers. They could have all this stuff. You could have, we've talked about this, but we never talked about the factor of could Peter Parker, of the multi, could the multiverse film happen where there's multiple Peter Parkers? One is Tom Holland, and Tom Holland goes to Marvel. Yeah. And then Miles, Miles Morales. And then when the Miles Morales and maybe an older Peter Parker take place in films for... Yeah, Tommy McGuire. Yeah, you, <laughs> uh, no, I'd like, he was good at the yeah. beginning, okay? But too many memes and everything else past then. Uh, but, I mean, it's just, they have the opportunity here. Sony's kind of playing it, playing it by ear right now, but they have the opportunity to change things up. Now, the problem is, is that why I'm bringing it up is in Avengers 4, someone's seen on set because of the time travel and everything. And if you see in the video, the show of, uh, or not video, but the most recent release set footage of, uh, or pictures that they've shown of art, they have the Hulk and he's wearing a full costume. Now, part of this, people are saying to go, oh, great, he's wearing a costume that stretches. Okay, so he doesn't show there was a group that was reading ridiculous that was saying, oh, the Hulk's bodacious man boobs are going to turn on young, young hormonal teenagers. So he needs to cover himself up with man pecs. <laughs> that, that this is, I, this is, this is, was an actual. Do people always have to say something? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. You know, uh, but so it was funny to see that he's actually yeah. covered up, but it makes sense to have something to come that's covered up. But we've seen this technology before. This technology was used in two way, two places. One was in Fantastic Four with Mister, with where the the suits were changed as well to allow him to stretch for Mister Fantastic and things like that. So, but this is probably going to be more aligned the lines of based on nanotechnology from uh, Tony Stark. Yeah, 
Yeah, that that would be now, awesome though. Now, yeah. Fantastic Four. Sorry, you just mentioned Fantastic Four. Uh, I'm not really. Sh- which is Fox? Which is Fox? So and now is Disney. I'm really excited about this because Fantastic Four. Actually, the reboot movie I didn't hate. I, it. I didn't hate it either. I like the direction they went with. Yeah, Jones, I I, uh, ex- I like it too. They could take those exact same characters, those exact same actors. Not Johnny Storm. Okay, yeah, uh, but the- he's Killjoy, Killmonger. Yeah, you're right. Anyways, they're going to have to reboot the whole thing. Well, that throws yeah. my idea out the window. <laughs> hey, you're right. And he played much better at Killmonger. <laughs> Killmonger. Yeah, Killmonger, yes, he did. I mean, yeah, yeah. He did. Now, the other the other part with this type of stuff that you're going and looking at is that they have they, they uh on set or on set you have seen Quicksilver running around. They have what? Quicksilver. Oh, yeah, around. on for the dark uh, yeah, cuz he's, he's in yeah. the Dark Phoenix movie. Yeah. No. In the Avengers Infinity War 4. He's all he's in X-Men Dark Phoenix. Yeah, he is. But there's the Quicksilver from the Marvel Cinematic Universe that's back alive because of time travel. Oh, really? Huh. Yeah, he's back. See, so I thought the guy... Have, I, I can't think of the actor's name, so sorry. But I... The guy from Kick-Ass. Yeah, Kick-Ass. I thought the actor Kick-Ass, who played yeah. Quicksilver in the X-Men films was a thousand times better than the one from Age of Ultron. <laughs> Well, it's also because they made him have an act. They made them have, you know, rush. They made it, they changed up their their or or you know all their stuff because because the other thing is is that there is a Scarlet Witch also technically in X Men that is Magneto's. Daughter. So we have a lot of stuff that's going on that's going to have to get itself ironed out, or they're going to have to do the multiverse oh. thing, which technically was supposed to happen during Thor Ragnarok, but you know because that's when all the universes yep. collide, and that's when like certain heroes get killed off and we get new versions of them like i think there's like what in the in the new civil war there is two or three there's three versions of hulk that are in the civil war yeah because there's the sun there's the sun there's red hulk and then there's hulk there's yeah the you're correct yeah hulk. there's three so yeah you're right they could do a multiverse thing or they can just go this character is a thousand times better than ours and the fans like him a lot better. This one's gone. <laughs> Just go. This one takes his Just place. Just kill him off again. Just kill him off again. And then the planes. It's comic books, man. Happens. It's more. It's move. It you ha- can do whatever happens, you want. Yeah. But you're right. They have to have some type of cohesiveness when they merge these two companies together. Oh, I'm mean, sorry. These yeah. characters together. And basically, that's just X-Men and Avengers. That's the biggest thing. Yeah. I'm still going for my. I want my little chestburster puppets uh, at in the Disney. No, that was your store. best idea so far. Yeah. yeah I know, what about right? a predator? A predator and, puppet? And the, a, no, a predator can't be a puppet. A predator is a hunting machine. <laughs> they they kick everybody's ass. I want Schwarzenegger walking around though. I want to know who's going to play Dutch in Disneyland. Dutch is now a Disney prince. <laughs> Get down! The chopper! Get in it! I can't do it. I can't do it. And that really freaking... But now Arnold Schwarzenegger is definitely Disney. (laughs) Yeah, he is. Arnold's everything Arnold Schwarzenegger does is Disney now. Uh, Conan the Destroyer, Conan the Barbarian. But yes, that is now Disney. I like the last one. Let's do it again. (laughs) Oh, that one wasn't... But that wasn't Schwarzenegger. No, I know. But I still like the... I still like the idea of bringing that back. Well, it is actually back. Uh, the, he, that's uh, they're doing it, and because he's the age that he was supposed to be when they when they said that the end of the last Conan movie that he did, 
the next one would tell the story of him after being a king and everything and being old and they're going to, have to do a bunch of prosthetic makeup on him. He doesn't have to do the prosthetic makeup on him now because he's <laughs> old and he's the same age he was supposed to be. So that's they're doing that. There was a picture of him up in the snow and like he was in a bunch of our he was in the, the cloth armor so that they go, oh, thank God he's not walking around without his top on. <laughs> uh, that's, uh, I, I didn't know that. That's great. I missed out on that. Hey, one more thing. I just uh, It's not in our show notes, Damien. But it is on our Facebook page, so I'm going to promote our Facebook page a little bit here so people can come and join it. But take a look at the photo from Linda Hamilton in the new Terminator movie. She still kind of looks badass. I mean, much older now. She has the gray short hair kind of, but uh, with the glasses. Uh, Yeah, I I was pretty happy about that to see her back on the set of Terminator. It was pretty cool. So look at the story that's on the uh, Geekologist Radio Facebook page. Check that out. Yeah, I saw that too. I'm pretty yeah, I'm pretty about happy it. about so that. It's gonna be, it'll be good. Stranger Things. We we have all this comic talk. Stranger Things comics are coming to Dark Horse, which is awesome because Dark Horse is just like that's like what you're in my like. We love Dark Horse. It's a local company for us, so uh, of course we love it. But I like it also because Dark Horse gives me all my Predator stuff. Star Wars stuff Aliens. too. They used to, but that Star Wars stuff was better. Yeah. It was. It was. I mean, the my favorite Dark Horse series was the uh uh was the shadows of the empire has how have you read any of the new marvels okay i haven't heard great things about it so i haven't really dove into it but maybe i'm just out of the loop since i'm not the biggest star wars fan on on the so i don't really look into it but i was trying to remember though i think dark horse did have one flub up though i I think it was dark i'm probably they probably did yeah when when they had han solo crash land and it killed, it killed, actually killed Chewie, uh, in the process. But they crash landed the Millennium Falcon right in front of, uh, <laughs> right in front of Indiana Jones. Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> no, no. It Is wasn't. that real? Really Are you bad. being serious? People, that. No, I'm being 100. Wow, really? They did that? Okay. Well, yeah. Dark Horse is not untouchable. <laughs> that's terrible. No, no. It was. It was. Yeah, uh, it was. It, it happened sometime after the Crystal Skull, <laughs> and they were trying to explain that they're in the same universe. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. But let's talk about something yeah. great, and that is Stranger Things, a show that me and you love to death. And actually, everybody on this podcast, you know, Cajun Chris, uh, Silver, I think she's still behind. Silver, catch up, damn it. So this is actually coming from Dark Horse Comic Books uh, website itself, and I... Again, it's posted on our Facebook page. Go look at it. The link is on there to Dark Horse Comics. Go check out the covers that are already drawn up, illustrated, and colored. I mean, they're vibrant. They're beautiful. I'm so excited just by seeing this first cover. I want to dive into the story. And where the story is taking us is into Will Byers as he enters the dimension of decay and destruction where he must use his wits and resolve to dodge and pursue the demigod and escape the upside-down world. So we're actually getting the story that kind of, you know, time-lapsed through Stranger Things Season 1. The feature of the cover art that I'm talking about is by Alexia Berklot. Berklot. I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong. I think I'm correct there. But, oh my God. What in a beautiful cover. I'm... I know it is in the rain and it's just, it really makes you just feel dirty. And I just, when you, when you see a cover and the cover makes you want to pick that book up, yes. and read it. you did, you did your Absolutely. job. You did your job as an artist. And, but they're taking something that is beloved right now by tons of fans. I mean, they, 
Stranger Things did something so fantastic of taking a show and going, hey, we're going to go back to the 80s and we're going to bring you your childhood. And then we're going to give you an E.T. story in the middle of this thing. What's upside down? And you're like, oh, my God, all these things are together. And then Dark Horse is like, don't worry. We're not going to screw this up. Take a look at this cover. And I mean, one of the covers is uh, William trying to hold the walkie talkie and the demigod is behind him. And then they're playing the board game uh, on the upside down world. It's kind of switched around. But then they show you a different cover of kind of the same exact drawing. Ah, man, it just, I mean, I'm looking at three different covers here. Uh, go check out our Facebook page. Go look at them. I can't describe them. I can't make the description better than what they see, They look like. I'm. This is one of the coolest things that's happened. I'm definitely going to dive onto this and read this storyline, you know. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm really stoked to be able to experience it. Yeah. Yeah, that's something that. It's like first thing I think of is like okay, you're gonna be going to uh, the local comic book shop down there because I'll just I'll just go down and hit it there, visit with you, and go. Sit we will there. absolutely have to go to Stranger Things next to Dark Horse Comics yes. in Milwaukee, Oregon, and we will buy these covers. And I'm actually gonna buy two, and I have I do do a lot of buying two things. It's a series of one through four. You know I want to keep one in the plastic and one do? I can read though. We should uh, we should buy figure out what they are buy one and then we can do one as a gift. Absolutely, yeah, that's a great idea. So they go on sale September 26, twenty eighteen. So we don't have to wait that long. I wish it was next week, <laughs> but I'm I haven't I been know, excited right? this excited for a book since like Wolverine versus Hulk a long time ago, where I was like, yes, let's give oh, me a whole storyline where Wolverine and Hulk are fighting. I love it, but it was basically like Wolverine versus all these different characters, but. I I love this stuff. Um, I'm I'm really excited. It wound up being like a, that one that old comic that you're talking about actually got turned into a pretty decent. Anime the animated film. film's great, and also you have like Wolverine versus Saber Two thousand anime film. That was the book. It was a whole little series, kind of Wolverine versus like let's put Wolverine in a Mortal Kombat one on one situation. Let's put him in a video game and just face him up against all these guys in different terrain and different scenarios. Uh, the great storyline. But Stranger Things, guys, support Dark Horse Comics, September 26, 2018. I know everybody's going to, a lot of Stranger Things fans are going to buy it. This comic book's going to be extremely popular. Going on from that comic, going on to another comic that is, you know, big AMC show, Walking Dead has confirmed something that you and I have been saying all along. Yes. We're getting the time jump. We're going to get Old Man Rick. And we should, because this is the last season for Rick Grimes. Season 9 is going to be his last season. Also for uh, Maggie, unfortunately, I don't like that situation, but we've talked about that before. But the time jump we talked about, this is going to follow the comic book storyline. And this time after the Negan War, we get this time jump in the comic books. So, I mean, that's, we kind of predicted it. We kind of knew it. We're following the comics. It's not too far out of, you know, a grasp that we're saying this. Angela Kang revealed during a kick-ass woman of AMC panel, and this is coming from IGN, uh, AMC panel that uh, the new season will jump forward in time. We're playing with time in this season, she says. So we get the jump forward in the story. Thank you. Thank you, Angela. And I know she's a new showrunner, so I'm excited for her to see what she does. Yeah. And the other thing about this is, is that they always said that they wanted to keep Fear the Walking Dead at a different timeline than, than The Walking Dead. And... Fear the Walking Dead caught up. Well, now this they this time up. jump's going to put Walking Dead farther past. Yeah, exactly past it. And so they and what this does is you could have characters that might only be like very brief in the in the Walking Dead after this jump, 
that we might be introduced, they might mention things that will be clues to, to fear the Walking Dead. So we have we have a lot of different things that they're. This creates a, a nice dynamic for them to be able to do because Morgan right now is on fear of the fear. Walking Dead, yeah. And if they don't kill him off this season, they're killing off a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. So like, and I haven't caught up with. I'm them, not so caught like, up either. I'm, I just I'm, see it in the stories. <laughs> yeah, and so like, if they don't kill off Morgan, as in he, and they keep him as the guy who just cannot die. We could see Morgan eventually coming back to The Walking Dead, which would be an interesting story arc. And it would be interesting to see him as his character who is basically, you know, the unkillable. Yeah, he's supposed to be the unkillable. And also, on your point there, we do know that Walking Dead is in Virginia. And then Fear the Walking Dead started in California. Well, in the comic book storyline and the comic book stories right now where we've where we're at at this point we're in ohio so we've kind of moved a little bit close to the west coast just to make it a little bit more probable um not too far close there's still a lot of space in between so we'll see how that works out but i, I like your idea that's cool now going into game chat from this let's do it there's a, yeah so game chat um do you want to do the honors I, your voice is a little bit bad, even electrocuted, but I would like to tell everybody yes. And I wish Silver was here for this, but we talked about it last week. Damien's been hinting about it for Father's Day. Damien has a Nintendo Switch. Yes, I do. I have a Switch. I have three games right now. Well, I have four because I have Fortnite on there. But, uh, which I will tell you right now, if you play Fortnite on the Switch and you've played it on anything else... Right now, and if you want to level up your character, no, well, unless you're on PlayStation, but, um, <laughs> but if you're in, if you're on anything else, and you've played Fortnite on PC or on uh, on Xbox, and you wanted to, or mobile, and you wanted to have a chance at some noobs right now, you know it's good when I'm getting a lot of kills. Uh, my ten year old, my ten year old, just today, just today on that point was like, Dad, I got six kills. He never gets any kills, man. He's just not, you know, he's just not as good at those games. He yeah. likes playing them. He's like, he got six kills because he loves the Nintendo Switch. He's like, it's really easy on here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there's, uh, it was interesting. So there's a different way of setting it up for building and stuff, building mm-hmm. fast and stuff. Uh, N64 Josh, kind of the godfather of podcasting for us, uh, he, uh, which talking with him, uh, he wants to come on the show. We could, so we're going to set up an episode to do uh, get to know your geek, have him on, have him talk about all the projects he's involved in, and uh, we'll see what else comes. That'd up be that. cool. But uh, but with but talking about that stuff, uh, he does the, the Nintendo Power yes. Cast, and I've I've always followed his stuff, but it's like I didn't have a Switch, so and I I kind of felt left out, didn't have you know all that ability to know really what quite what he's talking about. So I went back and I got it's a back catalog, but the thing that's crazy about Switch or Nintendo is you know it's a great Nintendo game when you go in and you're trying to buy older games and you can't find any, right? So I go in and I asked, hey, uh, do you have Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild? They're like, no, we have it brand new. I'm like, okay, well, I'll get, I'll get that. I'm like, mm, do you have, and they're kind of shaking their head. I go, do you have Mario Kart Deluxe? And then they're like, mm, no. Sorry, I got that. And then I was like, do you have Splatoon 2? And they go, we have a new. And I'm like, oh, man, like none of these, right? And I'm like, okay, well, I'll hold off. I held off. I managed holding off for a day. <laughs> and you're talking about the resale value of Nintendo Switch is that there's no used games 
for the Switch yeah. games at the GameStop, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's no there's no used games because these are games that people just adore. Yes. And I was like, I couldn't like it's like I'm going back and listening to older episodes of Cajun and Chris talking about Breath of the Wild now because now I get it. Now I understand. And I'm like, you have this game that is so beautifully done. And I watched videos and stuff on it before, but I didn't know quite what I was getting into. And seeing it, like playing it on the handhelds, one thing. But I, I mean, I will play. I like playing this, the games. It Zelda looks better on the handheld uh, than it does blown up on the screen. But I like playing it better on a bigger TV. I agree with you. I actually played that one more. I actually played that one more on my big screen. I thought it played better for me with the controller itself than it yeah. did the handheld. But then Mario. I actually liked it on the handheld and the way it fit in my hands there than I did the big screen. I don't know why, but there's just two different styles, but it gives you that option. It does. It gives you so many yes. options. I mean, that, that was what's crazy about it. seeing all the different ways you can hold a controller. Yeah. I'm just like, really? What the hell? I'm like, that's what's craziness. But um, I see too. I saw your picture I, for one second. I have the steering wheels. You have to get those for Mario Kart. You put the Joy-Con in okay. there. You put the little bumper on there. Boom. It's awesome. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll have to definitely get those. You have to point out those. Out eh, Nyko, you know Nyko, that brand. You can, you can, yeah, you can find yet, them yeah. for $2. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah I'll, yeah, I'll look them up and grab them. Uh, yeah, I actually, speaking of the Mario Kart, I, I've been playing Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, and I was all excited because I've been doing really well in the store. Get the game home. Play against my daughter. <laughs> I was kicking her butt in store. I, I yeah, she's really good. I can see your face like, right now. Chloe stomped you, huh? She stomped me in the races. Like I was like, oh my god, I did not get. I beat her one race, and then that because I beat her one race, we didn't get the three stars on it. And I'm like, I wanted the three stars. I got second place. She got first, but then we went to a more technical map that had more like a more moving object yeah. and stuff. And the technical maps, I was stomping her. Ah. And so I, and then, but I had to play really, really uh, tactically because I had to know, okay, because you know when you get first place, you don't get all the cool drops that you get. They, 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 it's a, they, you have a higher drop chance when you're in the. Oh yes, you do. You mostly get coins and banana peels when you're in first place. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And that's what I kept getting. And so I was holding on the banana peel. I'm like, okay, if you get that red, you get that red shell. And then she'd get, then someone would get a blue shell. I'm like, I know. There's nothing you can do. Banana peel, you failed me. Yeah, but I mean. The fact that I'm able to sit there and I'm, I mean, this was a perfect Father's Day present because the fact that I was able to sit here, I got, I got this pink little chair next to me uh, that my daughter was sitting in. And the fact that we're just able to sit in here, we had the fan going, so we weren't totally overheating and we we're able to sit there and play a game. And I know that I'm going to have a lot more of this during the summer of just nights where it's going to be like, hey, let's play some Mario Kart and go on and end up playing worldwide, playing it on online against people is a blast. It's a blast and it's tough. It's very competitive. It's It's Mario Kart to the next level. And so I'm, I'm like really getting hooked on that. And then like, and you know, I'm like super excited about smash brothers. Like that one is just, I'm like excited galore. Smash brother ultimate Uh, is my next Nintendo switch game. Yeah. And some people, some people are having some issues with it because they did come out and say that this is built on the engine of the older games. But the thing is, is like this is the ultimate. This is not supposed to be built as a new. It's a new game. It's a new Smash Brothers game. But fighting games do this all the time, and we got all the characters. Every character that's ever been a character is there, plus new characters. Plus new characters, yeah. As, 
and new and other new characters that haven't even been announced yet. There'll be DLC characters that will come out. They'll be like, hey, guess what? We're celebrating. Get this character. Doop. It might be a character skin. It might be something like that. But we're, it could awesome. be a season pass. <laughs> it could be. It could. It could be. But the thing is, Nintendo's not bad about. No, they're not. Passes. Yeah. Uh, one of the th- other games, you know, I obviously I got Breath of the Wild. And it was great. But I picked up Splatoon two, and I, I was curious about Splatoon one, and like I've always watched, you know, people play online, and I'd see how people, you know, were, they're talking about how competitive it is and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, man, it, it's bright, it's vibrant, it looks cool, but I'm like, I just don't know. So I picked it up, and I can't put it down. <laughs> and like to I, the I point that he he was time. playing the game right before we started casting. <laughs> I may have been. I pulled I pulled a Chris on this title. I couldn't get my face you know away from it. I love like I guess I love these vibrant games that are kind of that are. You know, they kind of have their own animation style. And what I think is cool about this game is this game looks really good on the big screen. Really yes, it does. The it's screen. the colors, too. And the vibrant colors. It's the colors. And it kind of gives you that anime look, but it's not really, you know, too... I, I don't know how to explain it. You're right. It has its own uh, it has its own real style. And the thing is, is that there's so much to unlock. There's different types of weapons. And different ty- each weapon might be the same type of weapon. But this weapon might have different... So it gives you the Destiny feel where you got to collect it. you got to collect the different guns. So the Destiny 1, one of the things that they had was that you could get rolls. You could re-roll a gun for perks. Well, these weapons will have perks. But the perks will be like a different sub-weapon. And a different power attack or a power weapon. And so you might have the perfect weapon that you like but it might not have the 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 your your personal favorite sub weapon or main weapon or, or not main weapon but power weapon and you can get these different kinds of different looks they have nintendo zapper 85 which is the gray nintendo zapper you can try to get which is super rare or there's nintendo zapper 89 which is orange and gray which i really want which is super rare and I want these things. It's just all these little throwbacks to your, your childhood and everything they put in it. But they have these really cool Gatling guns. And every weapon feels different in the game. But what's crazy is like when I was talking to someone, you know, I was talking to Josh about it while he was streaming. He's telling me that, you know, you have to you have to play it to understand it. And I'm like, how, how do you how do you how can you tell me you have to play a game to understand it? It's like, I, I think I get it. Right. And it's like, no, you, you well, I like they're shooting each other. It's called splatting. You yeah. Splatter them. You're because you're uh, you play as a squid, uh, a squid kid, where you can turn into two forms, where you turn into a squid and you swim through your own colored ink, or you and it fills up your your backpack when you swim through your ink. Basically, gameplay. The, they have this expansion that came out, and it's called uh, it's something to do with where you can you play as an octoling, which have been an unplayable. So these ones are like. Oct- they're uh, like the, the squid kids, but they're octopus, and so they don't have a connected eye where they have two eyes. They have a separate, and they look. They have just some various looking. They you, more tentacles you see than than the the than the squid kids. But uh, you play as eight as this agent. I think her name's Agent B or Agent Eight. And as you play as her, it's an eighty for twenty bucks. You get a full single player game. That you that you play with it, and it's got puzzles and fighting, and it's like if you were to take Super Mario or the new Mario and to blend it with uh, Sunset Overdrive. Okay. 
you get this crazy and, and the colors are vibrant and everything. You get this crazy single player experience. And then once you beat that experience, you get to change up your character in game. And you can play as an Octoling in Splatoon too, in the in the in like the, the multiplayer fighting and all that stuff. Now this game, I mean, they have regular events. Each day you have your regular battles, which are they'll, they'll they have you know a time frame where they switch out the, the the courses, and there'll be two courses that you can play on, and then they'll change them later on. And then there's two courses for the the rank play, and then two courses for the league play. And this game's extremely extremely competitive to where they actually just had the 2018 World Championships at E3. And an organization that I'm familiar with, mainly because uh, a streamer friend of mine, Captain Jack Sparrow, used to be part of the org, and a streamer friend that is still currently part of the orgs of Set Destroy X. I'm talking about Young Khan, a uh, guy who created our logo. He is part of this organization, and they actually have a lot of uh, esports teams. One of their teams is the is the world champion of Splatoon 2, and they're a Canadian-based team. The Canadians uh, are beating us at Splatoon 2. Yeah, they're part of the North American oh. team, but they 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 represent North America. Uh, took out the the teams that from that they went up against, and yeah, it's the second year in a row. They're they're holding up their they're they're keeping their their uh, number one status. Their streak, yeah, yeah. There's number one status going, and what's cool is if you go into the news, you can look on the news on the dashboard of the switch. You can go yeah. through there, and you can say, "Hey, I, w- I want that shirt." Now, the clothing you get is this is one of the cool things about this. You as you level up and as you check different every hour or so, different times, the upgrade clothing and stuff like that, and you get different looks of clothing. And there's so much clothing that you can make your carrot, your squidling, your squid kid look like however you want, basically, and then you get to play. And and they have their own its own app, chat app, and other things you can do on on their phone aside from the Nintendo Switch app that they have. And a lot of people just actually use Discord for chat on it. But man, it's fun! And I wanted to tell people that play this game. Uh, one of the things that will help you sometimes win when you're playing it is don't forget. You know, don't everybody just spreads to spray the floor. If you can spray the wall, make sure you spray it because sometimes when it comes down to the wire. It's that last bit. People forget to spray the wall unless they accidentally spray it. Sometimes it's that last little bit that you sprayed on the wall that will inch you past the enemy that just focused on the floor. Hmm. But with all the gun, with all the gun, different types of gunplay and everything, and then the factor that the other thing is, I used to be big into paintball so much so that I you know I was halfway through my rookie season uh, to go pro. I showered my wrist and that kind of ended that that you know path I was on. But I I really loved paintball and. The sound effects are all from paintball. So, the poo-poo. The, 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love and, that sound, yeah. And so, yeah, and then they use paintball air bunkers and stuff like that. And so the whole game, when you're playing it, it has, because of the different different type of tools or weapons you have and the communication and the roles you have to play if you want to be a successful team, like to really be competitive, it feels like I'm playing a hybrid of a sports game with a shooter. And uh, that that's that's freaking awesome. I'm glad that you got a Switch, and I'm glad that you found a game that is multiplayer for you, so you could dive into it, and I could already see the way you're talking about it, and before the cast, though, you're still kind of like messing around with it, and you're like, oh, look at this, they have a dance party going on. That's really awesome. I'm glad you found something on the Switch that you can that you can lock onto, and, uh, but you really have to play Zelda. I'm going to be disappointed if you don't play if you don't play Zelda and beat Zelda, and then we could talk about Zelda. 
That's all I want. Oh, def- well, definitely. Well, yeah. definitely. I'll definitely be playing Zelda. I need to get the downloads for it. So that yeah, if you get the games. first download, uh, Chris Cajun, actually, our end of the year podcast, let me know that when you get the first DLC, the second DLC was free with it. So I have both DLCs on there now, and I think it only—I think it cost me twenty bucks too. So about the same. And yes. I know uh, Splatoon two. You said it was eighty missions for the storyline for twenty dollars. This Zelda one for the two DLCs is a lot of content. It's not eighty missions. I don't know how you break it down, but it's—it's it's a lot of content, a lot of hours of gameplay. It's worth the twenty yeah. bucks. Oh yeah, definitely. And like this is something that you know having the Switch and stuff it makes it easy for when when I come down to visit, so like, I can just bring down. Oh yeah, and play alongside. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. So you definitely got to pick up Splatoon too, even if it's not your jam. You got yeah, pick I'll it pick it up. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll sit there and play. The it. Donkey Kong game too that just came out, Donkey Kong Country. I want to check that out too. I, I'm interested in that with the rabbits, but it's also also another game that's getting a lot of uh, a lot of pub right now is uh, uh, is the Mario Tennis Aces came out and people are loving. That, I do man. like it the Mario like Tennis, yeah. I you know I played Mario Tennis on the yeah. Wii. That was my last yeah. not my last time playing Mario Tennis, and I'm interested. I'm interested. I'm not ready to jump in yet because I mean not you know I got three games to dig through right now, but I'm interested. It's not and... something that I'd buy like you know day one or something like that. But if I found somebody like you that's like hey let's play tennis together or something like that, I would be interested in that. Just like hey I can, you know I'm yeah. Luigi you know and I'll beat you whatever. But something that I don't know if I can sink my teeth in all the way. I love tennis personally. I'm a big tennis fan. Uh, but yeah, the last one I played was with the Wii U or the Wii because it was fun to swing the thing around, you know, in the living room with your your, yeah. your kids. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now, Mario Party is coming yes. as well. Yes. And that is something that I will I, that I have to have that because I love party games. And that one, that one will be a must. That's a must for me, um, too. Yeah. Yeah, and th- these are all things also, guys, that we will be utilizing on the Mixer channel. Uh, so you'll get to play these games with us. We'll jump into our Discord, and you can talk to us through Discord so we can play some Yeah, hit us up. Hit me up on some PUBG, too. Uh, did, did, then before, right before we get out of the Nintendo Switch yeah. talk, I don't know how they're doing this. Now, they have two art games coming to Switch. Pixel Arc, I get because it's like Minecraft. Okay. Okay, so I get it. Pixel Arc is really cool. I like it. I have it on the Xbox One, um, so I'm hoping that this is one of some type of company. I'm hoping that this is a game that we can play elsewhere. But then they also announced that Ark, the game itself, Ark, Ark is yes. coming to is coming to Switch, and I I don't know how they're going to do it because I have it on PC and I play it on PC. I'm not sure, now. but they I have it on Xbox One. I have it on Xbox One X. I don't know how it's going to work. I'm interested to see how this works. I'm interested to see if they're going to try to implement crossplay because that's something that's happening a lot right now. Because you know what we were going to fly into here was Nintendo and Microsoft are teaming up and constantly right now in promoting their crossplay, as in survive together. And this, build yeah, together. and this this promotion ad they came out with is not promotion, but this ad they came out with is really insane because you kind of get the green back board, background on one side and the red background on the other side. But something that really no other company would do, uh, Sony, they actually put an Xbox One controller in the in the girl's hand. A- a- and they show it on screen. That's massive, man. That's massive to show that going forward, Nintendo and Microsoft are connected together and they're going to let fans cross-play. Now, right now, this is just for Minecraft but you can also you can also do the crossplay in Fortnite. You can do the crossplay, you know. So, how far? Go ahead. What were you gonna say? 
I was going to say you can also do the crossplay with uh, Rocket uh, Rocket League. Rocket League. There's other things coming down the pipeline. I'm sure. Uh, I'm. 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 You know, Paladins is 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 coming out. I'm. I can see them doing this with Paladins. So you're right. So Sony's blocking the crossplay for Fortnite, Rocket League, and Minecraft. So PS4 can't PS4 players can't play against Xbox One or Nintendo Switch owners. So right now, that's the only things that are kind of being the crossplay. That PlayStation, Sony is just being absolute. Now Microsoft is just here. Here's my foot. I'm gonna step on your head a little bit more after E3 and the Fortnite crossplay with Nintendo. We're allowing it. I Sony, come on. I mean, and and what's the frustrating thing is my house is a big PlayStation house, so both my kids have PlayStations, and all their Fortnite uh, accounts, Epic accounts, are tied into Sony. So we, I yeah. can't cross play with them on my PC, or or I mean PC I can, but I can't cross play with them on the Xbox or the or my uh, Nintendo Switch now, which would be great to do. It's just it's silly. Uh, I'm really encouraged going forward, like you're saying, with Nintendo and Microsoft coming together like this. This is all. This is all good news for gamers, man. And I, I haven't. I have a theory. Yeah. Because the it, it's been confirmed that the the new uh, code name for the next Xbox Sit Family of Systems is Codename Scarlet, not Johansson. <laughs> So that would be a one hell of a that system. would be an awesome system. That's a day that's a but day one buy for me. They, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's a day one pre-order. <laughs> but um <laughs> anyway, the uh, <laughs> shit. But the uh, so Project Scarlet is the code name for a family of systems. We do know that within this family of systems, there is some form of handheld that is being basically touted as basically being a hybrid or a version of the uh, of PS Vita. The, well, no, the Windows. You know that the they have the Windows uh, Android phones. Two two and ones. They have oh, two okay. Ones where it's a tap. So the Surface. It's a, oh, the Windows a, Surface tablets. So, so there's talk. There's talk that there's going to be like a Surface version of that. But then with all this, at one point, Microsoft was posed. To almost to be able to be circling to take over parts of Nintendo because Nintendo at one point before Amiibo basically and this is what's crazy Amiibo was the original savior of Nintendo was that them putting out Amiibo stuff like that they made so much money off of Amiibo that they were able to pull themselves out of being purchased they were being circled around it and then what was the final nail in the coffin to keep them above water was the Switch. And then they came out with these classics and stuff like that. Made so much money off the classic consoles. But out of that, these guys are kitty-cornered to each other. Nintendo of America and uh, Microsoft Studios out in Redmond. And because of that, and because of the place of gamers and all this stuff, and then Sony, these two companies have come together. Yes. And it makes sense. It does make it sense. It makes perfect yeah. sense. And if 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 you're what you're saying, uh, Scarlet, codename Scarlet, if Microsoft came out with something like the uh, uh, the Surface tablets that they're coming out, the double the the two in ones, you can make it into a, la- a laptop yeah. or a tablet. I, that could easily be a portable device, easily with kind of like the Joy Cons that we see on the Nintendo Switch. If Nintendo was allowing them to do that, maybe something different, but it could easily be done. Then you have two, uh, then you have two handheld devices that you can take anywhere. You know, maybe you prefer a Microsoft, you know, side of things more, and you could take anywhere, and you could cross play with each other. Oh, man! But see, this is my theory. Yeah, this is my theory. Yeah. 
my theory is that we know that we know that uh, well we know rumor wise is that the Xbox One X will be have a basically a thinner or smaller version of itself coming out, which will be basically the low end version of specs wise, low end version of the new family of consoles. So that way, if you have an Xbox One X, you're not being left behind. Okay. You can still play, but there will be a higher end version that will be that will be the, the main specs, and it will be more of a modular style system that you can upgrade. Is what the idea or what the what the rumor is that's out there right now is that there's going to be a family of systems. What if included in this is a is a new version of the Switch? Because this isn't this isn't as estimated to come out for this is estimated to be announced this next year, but we're not expecting to see this for another two years or so. Twenty twenty two. Yeah, and so what would you what would you say if Nintendo came on and they created you know like this like the like the Spider Man like Sony with Spider Man to Avengers if they came out and they said hey we're gonna make Nintendo the, the our project part of the project Scarlet is this system any games that's not that is multi-platform and has multiplayer multiplayer options will be crossplay from this point on that would be if any it, now it has to you'd have to get the developers to be willing to do that but but that's um, but that's great for developers I mean two different systems they could sell their game to that will actually cross play with each other or if i have yeah. a if i have a nintendo switch and a microsoft i might buy the game for each one exactly you're doubling down the yeah. amount of purchasable property so instead of have, one game for also, the household you're talking about two games or three yes but and also by doing this you limit like you might want to have a nintendo but you don't and you want to be able to play games with your kid but you don't want to but you know, you play mostly on an Xbox, but you want the Nintendo for the exclusives. But then now you can buy the game on your Xbox and just buy a game on the Nintendo and then still be able to play with your kids or with your family without having to have multiple consoles or, or multiple of the same console. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah, because you want to have the different consoles for the different exclusives. You know, I have my Sony for my God of War, my Uncharted. We have the Nintendo for the Zelda, the Splatoon 2, the Mario. You know, Splatoon 2 for only for you, but not like. But we have the Microsoft, you know, the Halo fans, uh, Gears of War yeah. fans, you know. So, of course, you want different systems. You don't want to have to buy the game. So, that's an amazing idea. Now, obviously, Mario is not going to be able to cross-play over to an Xbox, you know, unless Microsoft someday buys Nintendo. That's never going to happen. You know, you're never going to see Zelda. I, I, know, you, I know you're shrugging your shoulders at me, but that, that would lose the idea of actually having to buy a Nintendo Switch or buy their own console. And, you know, well, yeah. so I, I think the exclusives will stay the same, but Battle Royale games coming forward, you know, split even something like Splatoon 2 right now, which is exclusive with Nintendo Switch, I could see something like that sliding over to Microsoft too and being able to play that. Or or, or at least sharing characters. Now, oh, okay. Hey, we're, you, we're, we're share, we share cross-play. Get the Master Chief armor in Splatoon 2. Have your squid kid running around as in, uh, you know, in, you know, in Spartan armor. That'd be crazy. Yeah, that'd There's... be cool. If, yeah, if you're just talking about like, hey, we're going to take the skins from Gears of War. Take, uh, you know, take uh, Felix's yeah. skin or whatever, you know, and then over. Yeah, that'd be cool. You know, and then because uh... I mean, it, it's kind of because if you look at the new, I mean, you could even you could even like if you did a port game, like you could do 
a battle you could do you know smash brothers game but you could do like a a game where it's a combination of this but it could be a third person shooter game that involves characters from all of like you know all of the nintendo side coming in against the the microsoft side and then you could have these different characters coming in and then the animation could be utilizing the new uh, animation that's for the new avatars right now on the Xbox dashboard that some of us who have the uh who are in the the preview program have access to if you look at the animation between Nintendo and you look at the characters that are our new uh avatars that we can have they look like they could mesh well and live in the same in universe so you could use our avatars and have then give us characters from the other other franchises that are in that type of animation or that engine and pull it into this just really kind of just stylized or hyper stylized fun environment that is super big right now hyper stylized is really big right now look at realm royale paladins uh overwatch uh i mean of course fortnite that Sea of Thieves, everything that's this hyper stylized yeah. that lasts the ages because of it being stylized, it doesn't deteriorate like some other games do. And you start to see the polygon count and everything. It makes you really have problems or maybe not problems, but you're like, oh, this game looks old. If you stylize it, it doesn't look old. It looks stylized. It's kind of, you know, I was listening and I'm not going to say I wasn't listening because I was, but I had something stuck in my head because you, you made me think of something. What if, there, what if there was a battle royale game with just like all the Microsoft players and all the Nintendo players? That would be cool. It's like we were talking about, this. but it couldn't be what Mario because we know war? Mario can't have a gun unless it's the hand cannon that he has. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, but so it could be like Zelda. I mean, I, I was just thinking. I, I was just brainchilding here in my head. <laughs> You, you mean Ready Player One? Uh, yeah. <laughs> that would be... Yeah, I'm see, like, it would I'm... be so cool though, if I could just jump in and play, you know, Zelda versus Master Chief. That would be, be awesome. awesome. Yeah. And it would, are, you talking about, are you actually talking about Zelda or are you talking no, about I'm Link? No, I'm talking about Link. I always do that. You know I do. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I'm just saying, people... Zelda, like, that people, you know, Zelda like, would not win in a fight versus Master Chief. That's... Uh, are we not remembering... Some of Zelda's forms. Okay, well, I'm talking about okay. I'm talking about the okay. princess from the N64. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll give you. I'll give Link. you that. All right. Link, though, it'd be. I mean, even with give give all the powers, of, uh, give all the guns of Master Chiefs. Link has way too many powers. Uh, I yeah. I see. I just. I, I'm just imagining. He would just use the magnet. He would just use the magnet and go. Oh yeah. Guess what? I'm like Magneto, bitch. Destroy your. Crust. Wait till you get into the Zelda, the new Zelda game. Wait till you get into that. I'm playing wait, it. Wait till you get farther along and you and you get the the newest the, uh, the first DLC. That's yeah. I gotta. It's been a while, so I'm not gonna say. It. I tell you about the motorcycle. I'm screw that up. Well, forget about the yeah. The, the motorcycles are right. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. I get okay. it. Uh, one thing I want to ask you about, and we're just going to backtrack a little bit here, and I know we're in the middle of crossplay, but I'm, I really wanted to ask you if you were interested at all in the Nintendo Lapo, the cardboard cutout thing. I am curious. I wasn't at first. I really had no interest in it at first, but that robot mech one I'm actually interested in, and I've seen videos. I've watched N64 Josh talk about it. And I've seen people play like the piano. That's what I was going to say. The it. musical instrument instruments really you know interest me for my kids uh, the piano for myself but you know i think it's kind of cool you know they're playing a game but yeah. maybe they're learning something at the same time like some type of musical you know i i don't know i thought it looked kind of cool it does it's it intrigues me at first my first instance was like ew cardboard that breaks 
But at the same time, seeing the possible experiences of having it within seeing grown adults playing this stuff and being like, hey, this is actually really cool. I like this. I start thinking, okay, all right, all right, maybe. I mean, and now that I have it, I'm not against it. I just don't know yet. Um, It's not something I I would go out and buy, but one thing, you can get the cardboard on Amazon. So anybody out there, you can find it on Amazon to build your own stuff. There's actually resellables too. So there's a whole thing out there if you don't want to dive too much into it, the money wise, and, you know. And yeah. the the Mech Warrior thing though, where the kid was wearing the whole suit, that was pretty cool. I mean, I, I like that. That well, that was that was a yeah. lot of effort to make that happen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I just uh, I'm definitely interested in to see the things that are coming. I'm I mean, one thing a game I'm interested in going back and checking out is uh, the Hyrulean Warriors. I believe yeah. is what it was. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard good things about that, or mixed mixed things about that, but I'm interested in it. And, uh, yeah, there's a lot of stuff. I mean, they come out with their own arcade. They have their own arcade and stuff like that that they come out with little mini titles. So I'll be looking at stuff. I'll be listening to things. I know Graveyard Keeper is going to come first on Switch, so uh, I may pick that up on there because I, I had a chance to play it. I loved it, and the opportunity to be able to be mobile with that game, uh, I like that idea too. Games like uh, I was talking about earlier, like Life is Strange or the Telltale Games, those type of games are perfect for the handheld, you know, that they, they come across. Oh, yeah, they are. Yeah, I mean, those things are just, yeah, beautiful, plus with the touchscreen and everything. It, uh, yeah. I love the Switch. I'm extremely happy that I bought it. Uh, well, I've had it for about a year now. Yeah. And I'm happy that you could team up with me now. It's great. Yep. No, I'm definitely, definitely uh, happy with all that. So... Going over from like the switch and the promote crossplay and stuff like that, uh, we're gonna so we're gonna talk about PUBG and that's gonna kind of be what's gonna end this week for us. And so PUBG event pass, it's the Fortnite season pass. It's just called an yeah, event pass. Yeah. It's basically the same thing. Now I'm just gonna read real quick. We could dive into what they offer and the skins and the the blah 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 boring stuff of it because I don't care about the skins for for uh, PUBG, when i get enough bp points and i and i get the crates whatever i get whatever i get and by the way i finally got the skull cap i finally got the black skull cap and i'm rocking it i don't care if i don't need it i don't care if i have to take it off every time i put a helmet on i'm jumping all that plane with that skull cap uh so basically we have this is from reddit user ford 117 we have supported this game since early access, and this is this brings in to you, Damien, because you have supported this game since early access. Yeah. And he wrote this post on Pub uh, PUBG's subreddit, which I follow, which has almost six hundred fifty thousand uh, subscribers now. It's a crazy amount. I, f- I find a lot of my information on there. PUBG at this point has made over seven hundred thirty million dollars, yet it still hasn't optimized. Cheaters are rampant, crates are locked behind keys, and even charging $30 for the game, now inducing a $9.99 event pass. Now, this guy's post was reposted and liked more times than it's like one of the top Reddit like posts uh, for subreddits. It, it kind of blew up and went everywhere, but he was correct. What he was saying was absolutely correct, and it's something that I've kind of mentioned the last couple of weeks, how frustrated I am playing on the Xbox. I'm not as frustrated playing on the PC. I'm just not. It, it works a little bit smoother. The rendering is better. The Play-Doh is better. There's not rubber banding for me. Um, the cheating on the on the PC, which happened to, to me today, 
where I was driving the VW bus in Miramar, and this guy was shooting me. It looked legit, but then I swerved out of the way, and he was shooting to the left in the middle of the air, and then I died. And I was like, what? So I looked at the replay, and I'm like, what happened here? This is ridiculous. I love PUBG. A lot of people that I play on the Discord from Hotspot, they they love the game, but we all have the same complaints. And even in the Hotspot podcast, he mentioned the fact that they actually have made over altogether over $900 million on this game. And they have the chance to sell this game to Microsoft. They decided to keep it themselves. And we still haven't got the fixes that we really want. Especially on Xbox. The Xbox is so far behind. It's it's ridiculous. When I play PUBG on the PC, it's like playing a whole other game. But the reason for this is that the loot crates were getting a lot of, lot of just like... Uh, uh, backlash because people were wanting fixes for the game. They don't want new maps. I mean, Sandhawk just dropped for the PC version, so now we have three maps, but you still have rendering issues. I mean, it's just silly, especially with games like Fortnite are taken up, you know, and jumping so far ahead of them because they don't have any problems. That's why the loot crates or the season pass is not getting so much backlash for Fortnite because the game works properly. Not only does it it's also free. It's free, and not only does it work properly, it works properly on the Nintendo Switch, the iOS, you know, uh, Sony, Microsoft. It works properly in everywhere. Now, I will say this: after the massive update that came out for PC, where they've changed a lot of the stylistic options, they changed the loading screens. They, you know, your parachute says PUBG on it. Nice little fancy stuff that's all around. Nobody cares about this stuff, but they did change the mobile version at the same time, and the mobile version is awesome. So I have to give it credit where credit's due. They gave you an arcade style on the mobile version. Instead of just playing the regular uh, Battle Royale, you can go into a quick match, Damien, where your blue circle is really tight. And either it's like you can do like a sniper's game, a pistol's game, a shotgun game. So remember when we talked about the PUBG mobile game probably four or five months ago where I was like, man, my phone's getting hot. I'm on the phone for like 30, 40 minutes. I don't really want to play a game that long. Now we're talking about five to 10 minutes. It's Oh, it's perfect, man. And it's so much fun. I, I, I'm i actually playing a lot of it now. But that season pass is on there. They're trying to sell me new outfits. They're trying to sell me, you know, like they're having like, hey, here's the cowboy gear. Check out the cowboy gear. I don't care about any of this stuff for PUBG. Why? I, I just, nobody that's playing. Now, Jake might Jake might be all over that's, the cowboy gear. I mean, though. some people might. I, and Silver made a point last, uh, last week on the E3 podcast that Fortnite's being played by uh, a younger generation, maybe, that likes those skins. But those skins on Fortnite are vibrant. We're talking about the colors. We're talking about... My son was showing me one today for the new season pass. It's like a military outfit with like a shield on the back. It's pretty awesome, man. I was like, yeah, it's cool. Every outfit that I see on PUBG, I'm like, I, I, I put on a vest. I put on a helmet. I put on a backpack. I don't see any of this. What are you guys talking about? What are you trying to sell me here? Fix your damn game. Uh, so because of that, and I'll move on quickly because I know we're running long here, buddy. Uh, PUBG Event Pass gets new free items following fan outcry. Now this is published by IGN. And many of you seem pretty excited about the 17 permanent exclusive cosmetic items included with the event pass, including the full Jailbird set, Escape set, Prison Guard uniforms, and Beach set, PUBG Corp wrote. But we also heard from many of you that that you like the chance to earn more permanent items, and if you're if you're not paying for the event pass. They went ahead and said, we want the event to feel fun and meaningful for all players, so we're introducing two new items. Two that you can permanently unlock for free. And it's a 
It looks like a bandana around your face, but it actually looks like the mask like you see over in Asia because of the smog. And it's black, so it's not that cool. And then like a green and brown coat or something. I don't know. Blue holes. Blue holes. I mean, I don't know who's running the things over there, but they stink, man. I mean, I'm really, I, I enjoy the game so much and I'm hooked onto it so much that I stopped playing God of War for two weeks. And when you get an opportunity to meet the people behind Fortnite at PAX, yeah. you're, it's going to blow your mind. Like, Because every person that's there, they are so about the players. It's insane. And it's, you know, we, we've talked about Epic. We've talked about, you know, Epic is massive because Epic isn't just, you know, they're not just Fortnite. Fortnite, yeah, is awesome for them yeah. right now. But Epic is unreal. Like, it's unreal. It's the unreal engine. Yeah. They are so many games out there. I'm, Epic is Sea of Thieves. It's built off the Unreal Engine. I mean, you they create this engine that people use to create masterpieces. And some not so much masterpieces, but they, they have the engine. I mean, PUBG is Epic. Yeah. Why isn't it Epic then? <laughs> Because they, I don't know, they just they, you know they're pissing us off, and the problem is that they got to be careful here because very soon on Xbox we have games like Daisy coming out, and the Daisy, the newest build for Daisy, is great, and it doesn't have a fog that comes up and like sucks you in. It's full on survival. You jump in with your buddy, you go around, and the things you can do to someone else and griefing on there. If you're that kind of person, I'm not that kind of. <laughs> I'm not that kind of he person. Shook his head. Yes, he's lying. I keep, <laughs> Uh, well, in that game on PC, I will admit to have, because you don't know if someone's got ammunition in their gun. And I had a gun. I had no ammunition. I held a guy up because I came up behind him, made him go to the ground, and then I tied him up. And maybe I made him eat fecal matter <laughs> and Windex. And then broke his leg and then let the zombies come eat him. <laughs> but that's something you could do in that game. And that game, actually, DayZ is what PUBG is based on. Or H1Z1 is based off DayZ and... Uh, PUBG is based off H1C1. So all these games are made based off each other, but if the granddaddy can come back into place, well, the granddaddy is Arma, but if, if this game can come onto console and it's smooth, yeah, it's going to be a problem, but it'll be fun for and us. And on your point on that, too, and, in E3, we saw Battlefield you know, Five coming out the Battle Royale mode. We've heard Call of Duty. We've heard Red Dead Redemption. If somebody comes out with a AAA game and their Battle Royale mode is just as good or, or, you know, comparable to PUBG. I mean, they've already lost a lot of players so far. I had the numbers up before, but I actually closed that down. But they've lost a lot of players um, off of uh, off of Blue Hole from uh, Steam. Sorry, they've lost a lot of players from Steam yeah. since January. Uh, it was like 200,000 people or something like that, which is a ton. But that's PUBG. I've been complaining about it kind of secretly for the last two weeks. But it's just, I love the game so much and it's terrible. It is. It's hard. It's hard when you love something and it's yeah. not pretty. I mean, that, and it's not like, like, again, we love the game. We play the game. We just have, we just, we're not going to sit there and coddle something when we know that they're made, they make the money. They just need to put the money where their mouth is so that they can actually continually keep making money off of players who want to provide them with funds for a working product. Just make it work, please. I don't need a winter map. I don't need you know new vehicles. I just need it to work. So, guys, 
that's Geekologist Radio for you. This week was a little bit, you know, you're not, you're used to me being a Care Bear, and this week I was not so much a Care Bear. I was, well, some might say I was because I was like going after Disney, but. Uh, but you were you know, Care like, that. You were pissed. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. So, but it, they would say, you could say I was Care Bearing about Solo, but. That's, that's that a matter of opinion. Say, you liked the movie. Some people didn't. Who cares? <laughs> true. But with that, guys. Where can you find us? You can find us at our email, uh, geekologistradio at gmail. We don't have a nifty email yet. We will work on getting you that. Uh, on the web at geekologistradio.com. And uh, we are, we're, we know we keep talking about this and we are working it, but we actually have to have to schedule a meeting and sit down and redesign what we want. We have three different websites we're looking at right now uh, to, uh, that are like kind of trials. Uh, and we got to figure out the way that we're going to best do it. Cause what we want is we want ease of access. We want you guys to be able to just go to the website, click on a button and bam, you're in our discord. And we want you to be able to get our articles and everything else that we have coming out. And we are going to have a lot of writing is going to be a big uh, side for us. Right. Writing will be huge and it'll be movies. I mean, it's going to be, we even have a section for good, healthy eats. If you want to eat real good, good food on the go and be able to get back to your games and your movies and your binge watching. But, uh, also, make sure you guys you check out ninjapancake.com. It's awesome. It is uh, the organization we're connected with, and they are great people there. Great people, I tell you. Uh, follow Ninja Pancake on Twitter. Follow all their shows on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter at Geekologist Radio minus the T for character restrictions. And you can find me, Mr. Damian Nash, all one word, on Twitter. Make sure you check out the Facebook page, guys. We have a lot of fun with that. Nick, where can we find you? Find me on the Discord, but also find me. On, yeah. <laughs> also find me on Twitter. Uh, also find me on Twitter at Nick and PDX, all one word. But seriously, find me on the Discord. I would love to play with some listeners. Destiny Two has come out with some new DLC stuff. I see a lot of people from our. And it's great. It's great. from our clan playing Disney. that. I love yeah. Destiny yeah. Two again. And so I mean, but that's more next yeah, week. Yeah, Division Two. A Division just came out. The big update. I'm diving back into that. So if anybody wants to jump on that, I play that on the, the PlayStation side. And I know Damien plays on that on the Xbox side. So there's two of us there. So, uh, yeah, do that. So with that, guys, this week, charred voice box and all, <laughs> we're out of here. We're out. <laughs>